my good friend, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. Welcome back to C.L. Bryan Show, Doc. How are you? I'm well, Phil. Thank you so much. God bless you, and thank you for having me. God bless you, uh, Dr. Tarver. And let me ask you this. Uh, let's open our conversation. Let's just wade right on in. Uh, you have had family members in your own family uh, who have yeah. lost their lives to, to this type of violence. Talk to us about it. Talk to us about the hurt. Talk to us about that type of uh, uh, trauma that goes on in a family when this happens. So one of the, the unfortunate spoken issue in the Black Lives Matter movement was the killing of Black people by Black people. And my family members, three of them, two cousins and one niece murdered. My niece was murdered in Atlanta, Georgia. One cousin, she was 17 here in Lansing, Michigan. And I had another cousin in Chicago murdered. When we went to her funeral in Chicago, they had to have the police there because they expected retaliation uh, against those who came and attended the funeral. And this, this is the life that we have led in our family with great loss, whose names were not Brianna Taylor or uh, George Floyd or anything like that. They, they had names, and they were part of our family. My, my husband, Clint, Three nephews murdered in Detroit at the hands of black men, shot in the head, two of them shot in the head in front of their mother's home. And so this this is the reality from the same sister, the same sister lost three sons to violence and murder. And we, we are not getting accustomed to it. And it's not going to be something that needs to be silenced so that people who are uh, randomly uh, killed by white police officers as rare of an incident as that is, do not get the headlines when our loved ones have gone. And so they're not going to address an issue that they refuse to acknowledge. You know, Doc, uh, when, when, when you say that, it brings to mind uh, this. If there were, because we're supposed to believe that there are white skinheads and Klansmen running around everywhere, hunting down black folks and killing them in the street. If that were true, somebody would be screaming for them to be skinned alive. How come the outcry, as you are describing, how come then the outcry is not the same when you have the same black terrorists running around in our street? Why is the news media so silent? Why are our politicians that we elect and send to office, why are our preachers in the pulpit not having a public meltdown over what's happening? Talk to us, Dr. Tarver. Well, my pastor had a conversation with the young people about how to be stopped in a police car, how to be, you know, how to address this so you are not killed. What they needed to have was a conversation of how to date someone who is not a fool so that you don't get yourself killed, how to stay within the, uh, the parameters of dating folks who love the Lord, who are saved, and who are not a fool who don't have a rash of violence and a temper to go with it, how not to tolerate getting slapped up one time because it won't end. That is what we should be teaching. But instead, they took this Black Lives Matter movement to revisit. These black men and pastors took this Black Lives Matter movement to revisit 
their traffic stop that they felt offended by and not really dealt with the issues facing the the um the black folks in general which is black on black crime we we have black on black crime black women are number one out of all we make up 14 seven percent of the population is black women we're number one to die from domestic violence wow number one wow we are not talking about the issues related to our death and the abuse that we we have we are women of color number one to be human traffic number one and yet we're not dealing with the abuse and misuse of our people we, we refuse to deal with the issues and we have these social justice champions that are not dealing with it. And what they have turned into are vagabonds, these criminals who want to take over the, the cities that they live in. And, and white liberals, and I'll go with white liberals, and black pastors and black, quote, black leaders have allowed it and permitted it. And what they have done is that they have instituted policies and these are policies across urban communities and across states that will perpetuate this type of behavior. And it, it, I've had enough is enough of it. I'll give you an example. In California, you can steal up to $950 worth of, of merchandise and not be arrested. In Illinois, you have a no-cash bail system. No-cash bail means that you can beat a black woman near death She's in the hospital for three days, and you're out in three hours. And if you think that she's going to press charges when she gets out of the hospital, think again. Wow. So you, you've got these systems set up. And in Lansing, Michigan, Lansing, Michigan is not a Detroit. Lansing, Michigan, the Ingham County prosecutor, you should look it up. Ingham County prosecutor decided that black people are being stopped at an alarming rate. And therefore, if you stop a black person or any person in Ingham County, Michigan, with a taillight out or expired tab, it doesn't matter if they have a dead body in the car. She is not going to prosecute for any felony as a result of a traffic violation she doesn't like. Oh, my and that's God. The new, that's the new Negro policy. Where I live. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you hearing what's going on? Are being passed by liberal, white liberals, and at the acceptance of black, black liberals and those who have lost their way. This is the bridge to conversation. And everything, everything that Dr. Tarver, Linda Lee Tarver is my special guest right here, right now. Uh, everything that Dr. Tarver has pointed out to you, hey, black women, number one, dead with domestic violence. Uh, you're not hearing it. Number one in being trafficked uh, is human traffic. You're not hearing this on, on uh, but you're hearing it here. We're building the bridge to conversation while you're, they're feeding you with George Floyd. They're feeding you with George Floyd. Linda Lee Tarver is telling you that that ain't the problem. That ain't the problem. They passed in Congress a, uh, a Asian American Hate Crimes Act. They passed it because they thought that uh, 
conservative white uh, radicals are killing uh, because it's the China virus, the Wuhan virus. All of a sudden, these Asian hate crimes are increasing, not by white people and certainly not by Republicans. Eighty six percent of the hate crimes perpetrated against Asians are done by black people. Eighty six percent. They know that number. And wow. yet they will continue to lie to you about it. And, and Americans, are you hearing this? You are so duped. Swin, you are so duped. It, that you just believe like sheep everything those folks, Don, you believe everything Don Lemon say to you. And Linda, we got to talk about this. Uh, somehow Don Lemon brought this into my mind. You know today is the, is the birthday of your favorite president. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the black president that got elected by black people and did nothing for them? You mean that That's one? him, yeah, that's him. <laughs> the day's oh, okay. his, the day's his birthday. And uh, and yeah. Linda, they they want us to revere that, and uh, I just imagine you're going to have all kind of misty eyed talk about about him today. But I, like you said, he he got elected by black, black folks did cast the vote, but he did nothing for you. Donald John Trump did way more for you ever than you than Obama ever thought of doing for you. And so, uh, why yeah. is it that we're so hung up on the color of politics, uh, Doctor Tarver? Talk to us. So the color of politics today is that um, black is trendy. You know, black folks are are trendy because they are feared right now by the liberal left. They they don't want to offend. That's why we have the critical race theory to perpetuate a victimhood, oppressor mentality to to give black folks a sense of understanding uh, who they are identify you are barbaric you start fires you you're to be feared and you can do what you want to in your cities burn them down loot steal kill and destroy and uh we will support whatever you choose to do because you are expressing your social justice action and until they stop fearing uh black people um then that's when they're going to take back uh their own city when they stop fearing uh, black folks. You know, and so when it, that's, that's what's going to happen. We're trending right now. Wow. Wow. A fear. Linda, you put the perspective uh, in, 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 uh, in, in play early on in our conversation when you said that you as a black woman, you represent 7% of the population, which means that uh, seven point something percent of the population in America, which means that black men, every black man uh, and boy uh, represent then what makes up that six, uh, another six, five and a half, six percent of that population. So we're only twelve point uh, eight, I think, percent of, of the of the American population. So you're saying that six uh, percent of our entire population has us has all of us red yellow black and white because see you and clint i know you and clint have done well in life linda you you are a shaker and mover up there yeah. and, and you have done listen how come they happen to view all of us and and i'm talking about a, there is a fraction of black folks who are really really trifling there's a fraction of anybody in this country Correct. who is really f- trifling in this country. But why is it that they paint 
all black folks is coming from trifling are trifling or headed to trifling in this country. And we cannot be any different unless some Democrat uh, liberal comes along who has Marxist ideas want to help us along. Talk to us. Why? Why is that narrative pushed by black faces on CNN? Why is it pushed even by black faces on some conservative uh, channels? Talk to us. The successful black person who felt as though they are privileged and one-off or exceptional, it is not. It's not. They, they believe that somehow they were the exception and that the, you know, being an exception to this rule means that you have um, a definitive um, uh, skill or you have a something that is to be desired or something that is to be admired and therefore you you don't qualify for trifling. The reality is is that the my brothers, I, I'm the youngest of ten. None of my brothers have been in prison. None of them. None of them have been in trouble. None of them. And and so, you know, what what is the difference between my brothers and others? Some of them uh, have dropped out of school um, and did not formalize their education, but they still did not go to stealing, killing, and destroying. And the difference is, is that we had a father in a home. He was a real man, and he raised his son to fear the Lord, to fear and to honor their name. He taught them who they were. He gave them their name, and he taught them they were worth something and a value of hard work. He taught them the word of God. We had a mother who affirmed that, that we had a loving relationship between them. This was not fighting and, and getting all of this done. We, we, were, we had a saved family who loved the Lord. And they worked hard and they were givers and tithers and believers. And so that is the formula if you do it the Lord's way. If you, if you do it the Lord's way, they had expectations for their children that we were able to meet. They didn't lower their expectations because we we made mistakes or did everything else. This is the expectation that we have of you because this is the Lord's expectation of you. Wow. And you carry our name. And so that is what we don't have hardly in society because now we are looking at people who have gender dysphoria and they don't know their gender. They don't know their identity. They don't know what, who they come from. They don't have fathers in the home. Or the fathers refuse to take interest in them. They have more drugs and, and all of this that have been allowed in our society. They have more gangs. They become the, the, the father. The father who is taking care of them is the government. And he is a sorry excuse. For a father, he is neither a husband nor a father to children, especially of children of color. We've tried it; it doesn't work, and there is no excuse for it. And some of them just need to have their behinds whooped when they're children. And then you've got this issue of disciplining your children and and making sure that you give them times out and all of this other stuff. We have bastardized ourselves and allowed for children to raise themselves. Yeah. We, we That's what we have done. And then we kept them ignorant in these Democrat plantations where the school system 
are are not teaching them how to read. They teach them everything else. They teach them everything else. How to uh, get an abortion and where you can get one and how to... Linda, hold that thought. Hold that thought right there. I'm coming up on a break. I want to hold you. I want to hold you over for a few minutes on the other side. And then I'm bringing up Claston Bernard after Dr. Tarver. CL, be back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, throughout the fruited plains of America, over Red State, Red State Talk Radio, coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe. Pick us up on uh, perhaps terrestrial stations that replay the show across the country. I want to thank our friends up there in Utah who do that very same thing as well. And all of you, wherever you are, over in Delaware, wherever you are, thank you so much. Uh, all up and down the East Coast, thank you so much for replaying the show and making the C.L. Bryant Show as popular as it has become nationwide. And I thank all of you who are giving me these invitations. I'm, I just got back from D.C., fixing to head out to uh, Phoenix, then up to up to Utah on two occasions, uh, going up to Utah and then uh, somewhere else that I have forgotten here real soon. Constantly uh, on the road, but it's a fight worth fighting. And someone who helps me fight this fight and uh, comes along with me and has been alongside me. Uh, Black Voices for Trump, CNI Advisory Board, founding advisory board members of uh, Black Voices for Trump. My good friend, uh, Dr. Uh, Linda Lee. Tarver and uh, her husband, Clint, the hot dog man. Uh, he is also uh, in this fight uh, with us. You, she has told you about the, the firsthand experience that her family, both both sides, her husband's side, her side of the family have experienced through black on black uh, crime. And we also talked about, as Linda and I can talk about, because we, listen, we've been black all our lives. We understand what this going on. But when she closed out, when she was closing out, she was preaching about uh, what was going on in this country. And she described to you something that you don't really understand about the black community from the one that Linda and I came from and the type of parents that Linda and I came from. She described my parents to me. She described what they expected of me. And and, and Linda grew up up north. I grew up down the south. 
Okay. I, I, it, totally different, but there was still an expectation from black folks who had God centered, uh, 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 upbringings like I did, like Linda did. Everything centered around the church in my home. My father's a deacon of the church. Mother sang in the choir and was there every time the door opened. I was with her. And so this is, this is something, this is the story you don't hear. But Linda, you said something that I want to talk to you about. I want to jump off on this conversation right now. You talked, you said these words that somehow they think that you, myself, Clint, and any, any and anyone who is successful, who happens to be black in this country, we're the exception to the rule. Explain, explain further for our, our, our Caucasian friends how they may be thinking about us. Talk to us. The narrative that somehow we are all born into poverty and do not have values. We are uh, animalistic because of what a few have demonstrated to be. That is the perception of the liberal left and some on the right who believe what they see from a small few of politically paid agitators and criminals who've been allowed to do that. But the rest of us, the 99% of us, love our family, work very hard, go out about our day, regardless of our background, and want to see the best. We are, we are part of the fabric of America, love our country, love what we are doing. But the small few agitators who get the media attention and get the attention of the liberal left, who are coddled, do not speak for the rest of us. And so somehow Don Lemon and others believe that they are an exception when truly they are not. The rule is you and I. The rule is my family. I have shared with you that my family is not burning down department stores and going and bursting into liquor stores and doing all that. None in my family, none of my cousins, none of my siblings, none of my aunts or uncles or anybody like that, none of them, or nor my husband. So the rest of our family, the families that we know of, are not partaking in that foolishness and skullduggery. That is not occurring, but the small percentage of those who are paid actors, and when I say actors, I'm not talking about a Hollywood actor, but paid actors to continue a, narr- a narrative to bring fear to the community to engage for these policies that they're going after. These Negro policies, like you cannot show an ID because black people don't have IDs in Georgia somehow. Nobody should be able to vote in Georgia. That policy to perpetuate this victimization is not part of the fabric of black folks. And that's why they ask white liberals about their opinions. And they've got a few paid actors who are still perpetuating that great lie. They're looking for policies to tear down the black communities and keep them enslaved on these liberal plantations. Wow. Preach, woman, preach. Linda, tell everybody how to get in touch with you, bring you to where they are so that they can hear you firsthand. Amen. I would be happy to come anywhere in the U.S., and I'd love to join you wherever you are. 
So if you need me, I'm there for you. But uh, lindaleetarver.com, lindaleetarver.com, or you can email me at linda at lindaleetarver.com, linda at lindaleetarver.com. You know, Linda, um, I had on with me, uh, I call him Captain Black. He's a good friend of mine from down in New Orleans, Louisiana, my home state of Louisiana. Of course, you know I'm in Florida now, but I think the three of us uh, on the road talking what we talking uh, could be, uh, I, I think it'd be interesting. Let me let me turn this over and see how to uh, make this happen, see if we can uh, do something uh, to help this happen. And uh, But God bless you and God keep you is my prayer for you, Dr. Tarver. Tell Amen. Clint, tell the hot dog man that I said hello. Uh, please tell him that. I will do uh, that. Folks. We love you. We, we are praying for you continually. We know that you are on the front lines of this battle, and the Lord will give you and continue to give you strength and endurance and put truth in your in your mouth through his spirit and continue to give you discernment. I call you a man of Issachar who knows the time you live in and knows what we ought to do. God bless you. I receive it, Dr. Tarver. Thank you so much, and to God be the glory. Thank you so much for being on with us.